Hi, I'm Kristen Trafford-Weisel, Case Manager at Dental Protection. Welcome to Risk Bites, a series of podcasts created specifically for dental practitioners in Australia. Risk Bites looks at the key dental legal risks and issues affecting dental practitioners across Australia and provides helpful advice and guidance on how to stick clear of them, leaving you free to provide safe and high-quality dental care for your patients. Annalene, interesting topic today. And of course, I recognize the Toy Story reference in your title. So tell us why you're talking about this topic today. Thanks, Kristen. Um, this subject's a critical one for all practitioners to consider. Personally, I fail a lot. And sometimes I feel like a failure, but of course the two are not synonymous. Sometimes they just feel like they are. They're certainly not. As a working mother, I know that I can expect to feel like a failure at least several times a day. Yeah, you certainly can. And there's lots of reasons for that. And almost all of them have nothing to do with you or how you're parenting. But that's a story for another day. Um, failing is an important part of learning and growth. And it's important to learn from our failures and not be damaged by them. What do you mean by damaged? Do you mean reputational damage when others find out? Yeah, not so much that. Um, I'd like to think that as we mirror the airlines industry's approach to analysing accidents, we're moving away from a culture of blame and someone's head's got a role for that into one more of open disclosure. And so the risks and fear of reputational damage are not as relevant as they would have been, say, 10 years ago. We're moving slowly but surely towards learning from mistakes rather than looking to point the finger at the guilty one. Of course, we're not there yet in medicine and dentistry. So in fact, to help the process, I strongly believe that we should share our failures with our colleagues and peers naturally in a safe and non-judgmental space so we can all learn and grow together. So what I mean regarding the damage of failure is not letting failing be the end result and harm your emotional and mental well-being by labeling yourself a failure and viewing all of your future performance through that flawed filter. Failing's part of life and a valuable one at that. It's often from our failures we learn and grow the most. You often say in presentations that you've learned more from your failures than you ever have from your successes. Yeah, and, and that's because it's true. Um, I, like many, tend to take my successes somewhat for granted as an example of job well done. And then I swiftly move on to the next thing. We're trained to be successful, but... My failures are somewhat different. I pick them up and I look at them from every angle to try and understand how and why they happen so I don't repeat them. I stumble blindly between successes, but I stay still and focus on my failures. So why does failure matter? Is it just about personal growth? Well, no, not solely. Uh, I wanted to focus on failure today because one thing we've uncovered through our work on burnout is that many dental practitioners have never really failed at anything in their early lives. So the first time they do, it hits them really hard. Dental practitioners ace school, often at the top of their class, and then they average passes through dental school. And let's be honest, average in a cohort of excellent is not really a bad place to be, although we often find it can stick in the craw of some practitioners who've spent their whole life at the top. So when they're in the middle of the pack at dental school, it, it doesn't sit too well with them. Look, it's not just in school we excel. Many practitioners didn't even fail their driving test. So what this means is their first taste of failure often comes when something goes wrong in their care of a patient. And because it's a new experience and potentially a serious one, the skill set to deal with and manage this event is often absent. So if we accept things will go wrong and we will fail, we need to be able to manage the failure figuratively and actually. 
The problem we have is that treating patients is a high stakes game and getting it wrong can have significant consequences for patient and practitioner alike. And then complaints can arise. Yeah, they can. And of course, a crucial point to note here is that we often see the regulator less concerned about the events that led to the complaint than they are about the management of the matter by the practitioner after the event. So how the practitioner dealt with the mistake. Because, of course, our first emotional response in any stressful situation may not necessarily be the best one. No, it's not. And let's be honest. How often have you been in a really stressful situation? Perhaps someone has said something unexpected and rude to you and you respond without thought at the time, but then spend a disproportionate amount of time later thinking of all the clever things you wish you'd said and done. This has certainly happened to me. Yeah. So the all the things you wish you'd said clever quips moment occurs when you're out of that fog of the initial flight or fight response and when higher level thinking has kicked back in. So what I'm suggesting, Kristen, is that we develop a skill set to fall back on in the event of failure. So we have a structure to support us while we're in that stress fog until our higher level thinking can kick back in. So it's a bit like how we practice our CPR in case we ever need it. Yeah, exactly like that, actually. So we have this learnt reflex and media action in a crisis situation. So what do you suggest? Well, first of all, I think we really need to review our inbuilt fear of failure. While, as I've said, we're in a high stakes game, it's regrettable and remains a fact that the human body is a dynamic environment. And we too are only human and we're going to make mistakes. And some of these mistakes are going to be serious. I want you to try saying that out loud, Kristen, and see how it makes you feel. I will make mistakes, probably on patients, and some of them will be serious. Oh, I didn't like that. I've just got goosebumps. Yeah, your system doesn't like that at all. Your stress response is triggering at the mere thought of failing. So you can see how easy it is to be blinded and blindsided by failure. Yeah, I certainly do. So the first thing we need to accept is that we are going to make mistakes in our clinical practice. And as we've addressed, some of those mistakes will be serious. The first step after an error is to ensure that the patient's taken care of. So the error is remedied or rectified. It may be reasonable for this to be done by us, or it may not. And an alternate practitioner or specialist may be the more appropriate person to step in. We need to avoid the tempting human response to deny or discount the events or to pretend that it hasn't actually happened. Uh, often this is a subconscious reflex as we ourselves can't quite yet comprehend what's just occurred. Did the root disappear into the sinus or up the sucker? I'm, I'm sure I heard it go up the sucker. I should take an x-ray to check, but I, I don't want to stress the patient out. And what am I going to find? And what if I can't find it? What am I going to do then? This thought process will spark across your cerebellum with lightning speed, and yet simultaneously it's going to feel like time slowed down for you while this process has occurred. That slowing down of time after an adverse event, it almost feels like you're moving through like treacle. You can hear the blood rushing through your ears. Yeah, you can. It's um, almost like an art house movie and look and feel, isn't it? But then you jolt back to reality, and now you need to get that patient fixed and fast. It's going to be after the event that the learning comes. Important note to self. First stop in any adverse event, of course, is to be honest and get the patient moving in the right direction. Absolutely. And then call us at Dental Protection. So we'll help you manage the matter from here. So when does the learning come? Yeah, usually not immediately or while we're in that moment in time. 
As I mentioned, we're usually running on adrenaline in the first instance. And while our sympathetic nervous system is driving the bus, we are unlikely to have any startling moments of insight or reflection. In fact, we often find that immediately after a failure or mistake, the practitioners we speak to are in a spiral of self-flagellation and despair. While completely understandable, this is not a reaction which is particularly helpful to our emotional well-being. After the event, when we can think about it rationally, that's the good time to reflect on our failures. Also, I would encourage practitioners to talk about their failures or mistakes with their peers, even their near misses, hey? Or maybe talk about it with your loved ones, as not only can we learn from the mistakes of others, it can actually make failing a lot easier if you know you're not alone. And conversely, if the colleague you're speaking with has shared their failures with you, you can feel more confident that they're not going to judge you. I feel like that sounds a lot easier than it actually is. Uh, you would be completely right, Kristen. In her book, Learn to Fail, Elizabeth Day postulates that one reason failure is so hard is that we've been um, almost conditioned and partly by social media, which is enabling us to live in a world of curated perfection. That really resonates with me, actually, Annalene. I often find myself looking at picture-perfect posts and berating myself for falling so far below the ideal. Yeah, me too. Um, the social media is a goldmine for all the ways I can find myself a failure. Uh, but of course, we do need to remember, Kristen, that the images displayed are usually posed and filtered and cropped and always exactly what the poster wants us to see and often the best one out of multiple images taken. And the same can apply for dental images too. I very rarely see a dental practitioner post their failures. Okay, so step past the pretend reality of social media, take a big breath and talk about our mistakes with trusted colleagues to help us learn from them. If you can, yes. And of course, it will help them to learn too. If someone highlights an area of practice they failed at, it becomes like a near miss for those of us who hear of it. So we all look a little bit harder at that area of our own practice. So take, for example, extracting an incorrect tooth. If you know someone's done it, you're going to be far more vigilant in ensuring it's not going to happen in your own practice, having reflected on your colleague's experience. And should it occur, the lessons your colleague learned after the event would act as a framework or a roadmap for you to follow to ensure your patient gets the correct care. Precisely. Okay, so something's gone wrong and I've reflected and shared my experience with others. We all good to go now? Yeah, sometimes, but not always. We talk about the second victim in any adverse outcome or event, that being the person who made the mistake or in this context failed, and they also need to get over the event. This can be particularly hard for a profession comprised largely of type A individuals who are often struggling under the weight of the yoke of the tyranny of perfection. How can we forgive ourselves? I'm really hoping you have some ideas here, Annalene, as my stress reflex is really kicking in again. Yeah, mine too. Um, we need to start by acknowledging that there are some mistakes that we may never truly get over or easily get over. The really big ones, and not just inside practice, but in our life as a whole. These mistakes often shape who we are, and being deeply impacted by something doesn't mean that you're failing at getting over failure. If you find yourself unable to move forwards from a failure or an event, we would always recommend speaking to a professional to assist with that. And of course, our confidential counselling service is readily available for our members for just this type of event. It is, and I'd encourage anyone who needs to talk to reach out and use it.
Does it always have to be so formal though? Or are there some simple things that we can do? There are. And perhaps the simplest method is to reframe the failure. Like not make it a mistake? Yeah, kind of. Um, If we've made a mistake in clinical practice, it's critically important that we don't discount or deny it, but we own it. The reframing comes a little bit later with the learning and it helps us not to label ourselves as a failure. For example, consider the urban legend where Thomas Edison was talking to some reporters and he was famously asked how he felt about continually failing to make a light bulb. Now, the legend is that Thomas Edison famously said, I haven't failed. I just found 10,000 ways that don't work. While the veracity of this story may be contentious, it demonstrates a great way of reframing and finding resilience to dig in and keep going. Because, of course, Edison was learning something each time it didn't work. And we're back to failing with style now, aren't we? We absolutely are. And while I'm not encouraging anyone to intentionally set out to fail as a learning experience, seeing a failure as an opportunity to learn and grow and to help others on their learning path will give the horrible experience some value and meaning rather than it being relegated to an event that you mentally unpack late at night when you can't sleep simply to use to punish yourself with. We need to move past punishing ourselves for our failures, move past fearing failure and walk firmly towards managing adverse events honestly and compassionately, and then using them for reflection after the event. And perhaps we can all be better and safer practitioners if we can do just that, Annalyn. Thank you for today's relevant and helpful content, and thank you all for listening. We hope that this podcast was helpful to you and look forward to sharing more guidance with you in the future. If you like Dental Protection Podcasts and would like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.